tonight we are taking a tour through the ancient wonders of the world. What makes them wonders? What did they look like? Did they exist? How were they built? What do we really know about this ancient time and people? Stick around to find out tonight on Quirks. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Quirks of Creation. I'm your host, Jess Holmes, and joining me, as always, is Elise. Hello! Hello. We made it tonight! Yay! Yay. <laughs> we're so sorry about Friday, guys, but the demons were in the tech. It was a huge mess, but we are here for the makeup episode. But we're here. We're back. We're doing it. Yay! So thanks for your patience, everybody. <laughs> So, so excited to be here. And a very special shout out to our newest local subscriber, Emma Shorty. Thank you so much for joining us in the Quacky community. Woohoo! Hope you enjoy it. That's awesome. So awesome. And at the suggestion of Hicktown Honey, we now have a Discord. So if Discord is your thing. Feel free to join us. Link is in the chat. And do we have anything else, Elise? I don't. I don't think so. I think we're pretty chill, quiet. Yeah. 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 It's good. Let's get into it. What are we Let's talking about? All right. So tonight, this is actually going to be part one of two. We're going to explore the ancient wonders of the world. Uh, I'm going to start backwards, actually, with the seven wonders of the ancient world. Because uh, the first two that were built, they're they're big. They're big. So we're going to wait. We're going to talk about those next week. Like, but like week, big deal or just like physically? Both. Yeah. Both. Fair. It, it, it fits for both. <laughs> both are true. Um, so we won't get too much into the archaeology and things. I'll try to stick with mostly what's known about these things. But since this is like the ancient wonders, there's a lot that's uh, – there's a theory – but I don't know, a lot of it's theory, but we'll, we'll get into it. So when we think about the wonders of the world, I think there's, um, there's a lot of lists now, seven wonders of this, seven wonders of that. Right. But this is like the OG seven wonders of the ancient world. So some that we're probably more familiar with, like as far as the seven wonders list would be like the Great Wall of China, the Colosseum right. of Rome, Machu Picchu, all these amazing places on my bucket list for sure. Which is why you should support us over on Locals so we can do like live episodes from Machu Picchu. Yeah. So hard, who wouldn't want that? Right? We'll have group trips. I'll be like Listen, a field though, trip. I low-key have a fun field trip idea for Quarks fans, which, yes. you know. Just kind of tuck that away yeah. in the back just of your brain. Just, remember. Just, yeah. Remember. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm excited for when we like announce that. Uh, stay tuned. Um, but what is different about the seven wonders of the ancient world versus the seven wonders of the world? That's fair. Maybe that we think of more now is 
not so much the age, but the geography and the timing that this list was created. Mm. Um, I use term created loosely because it wasn't like there was this group that got together and voted on these things. It was more of a So you're telling me trend. the Vatican didn't sit down and they were like, so these ones, these like ones how they decided one. the Bible or whatever. Right. Like the, um, oh, Council of Nicaea. Not, yeah, the Council yeah. of, yeah. Not really. No, it was just kind of like Rome loved and the Greeks, because this is very Greco-Roman style stuff and very much in that area but they loved lists and when ah that explains so much i must be greco-roman how do people function without a list i have no idea just like actually i shouldn't say that i make lists and then i forget like leave them but i made it so it's you made it yeah i don't know whatever it works (laughs) somehow kind of some of the time so but these lists, pretty good. And uh, it was more of a trend, like I said. So they very much love their lists. The number seven was very um, important, very, I don't know if I want to say spiritual, but. The number seven's always held like this weird. Uh, significance? Yeah. Yeah. No, numbers are very significant. I mean, numbers are so important in the Bible. Yes. Uh, they're so important throughout all of culture. And I think there's a reason for that. I'd love to do a deep dive into like yeah. the significance of numbers. Besides uh, the fact that, I mean, we can't build or make anything without numbers. Exactly. There's that. But like why certain numbers are so important, like Nikola Tesla and the 369. And there's so, ma- there's so many different examples. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, seven was a big deal. So that's why they chose seven. And um, yeah, so these were like the consensus for the most part, these seven. It started with Herodotus. So he's like, you know, the father of history, Uh, the Greek historian and geographer. And he wrote the seven wonders first, but his writings were lost. And what's said to us, what is said to have happened is that other writers copied his work, which is very common at this time. Like, sure. There's no such thing as a copyright or plagiarism. Historians were like, oh, he wrote that. So I'm going to put that in mine and I'm going to take this from him. And it was not unheard of at all. So if we don't have any of the originals, like, how do we know they belong to him? I think they did reference Okay, but a lot of this is like this is what we think because we lost so much um to time and history and yeah uh we have a lot of answers here and yet we don't so again i tried to stick with what's known but even the stuff that's known is like this is our best guess based on what we have. so That's fair. Kelly yeah. has an interesting question. What do y'all think about the number 23? Is the I number 23? Know. I don't know. But you know what's funnier than 23? Tw- 22? 24. 24? I, I, we were telling SpongeBob jokes in the backstage. Oh, <laughs> I got SpongeBob so memes on the brain. See, all I, all I can think of with the number 23 is that movie with... um. 
Jim Carrey. And I don't even remember it necessarily, except he was, it was very much a not normal Jim Carrey movie. But Can Jim Carrey be classified as normal by any no. stretch? No, yeah. No. I mean, he just, I guess, within his usual. Oh, so it's not like a Ace Ventura, Liar Liar type movie. No, he's very What's serious, the- scary kind of. Ooh thriller maybe it's been a long time but anyway unfortunately that is like all i can tell you about 23 so jelly if you got more i'd love it whiskey biz has got more is a bit yes okay okay we just just and i were talking about this off screen i called pj a conspiracy pill the other day and i was like dude did you know the world's gonna end on september 23rd <laughs> that's what all the tiktoks are telling me if TikTok said it, it must be true, of exactly. course. <laughs> so I I don't know. He talked about maybe doing an unhinged episode about it, but um that's that's, that's what there's like a comet or something that we're gonna see. It's not gonna hit, but it'll I don't know. It'll I don't just know. Like magically hit us. Yeah. So, Somebody get Graham Hancock on it. <laughs> Where's Bruce Willis? Yeah. Either we're all going to heaven or it's just going to be another normal another 2012 day. day. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Anywho. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. No, no. That's that's what we do. Um, so, yeah. There was – it all started with Herodotus, supposedly. But other famous writers of this time included Annipater of Sidon, who was uh, – he had a poem that listed the seven wonders. Strabo, who lived around the time of Augustus, and he wrote the Geographa in 10 AD. Diodorus Siculus, who was also, he also mentioned them. And then Philo of Byzantium. Josephus also mentions at least the Hanging Gardens, which we won't get to today. We'll get to next time. But, um, yeah. So, really cool. it wasn't just that these historians and geographers like geographers at that time, like that's what they did is they just traveled and wrote about their travels for the most part. So it's not necessarily geography like we think of today. Right. Kind of, sort of not. I don't know. But anyway, um, I want their job. But (laughs) yeah, it wasn't just that they wrote about it and mostly agreed upon it. um, But the seven wonders were very much a part of the Greek and Roman culture. Like I said, And these were architectural and engineering marvels of their time, even of our time. Some of these, it's like, how did they build these? Could they have built these? I don't know. Um, So just to compare, you have the Great Wall of China, which was built within the same timeline as some of these wonders, but it wasn't known necessarily, at least not to their world. Um, And it wasn't an easy place to visit, even if it was known. So with Alexander the Great and all of his conquerings, it kind of opened up the floodgates for everybody to travel more easily around this area. That's another reason. Blah, blah, blah. So it's a very small area, first list of its kind, and they weren't really worried about being inclusive at that time when they made that list. So Shocker. I know. (laughs) It's like the DEI initiative for... Uh, lists and wonders of the world hadn't been invented until 
like five minutes ago. Yeah. Five minutes ago. I like that. Exactly. So they kind of got to be a little biased, but I think they picked some good ones. So another reference, just uh, the timeline for these. So it starts with the Pyramid of Giza, and that was built 2584 BC and ends with the Lighthouse of Alexandria in 280 BC. Um, I like how the biggest and arguably the most significant out of all of them is the one that was built first. Yeah, the oldest. Yeah, and built. And it's also the only structure from the list that's still standing. Like, that just makes my brain cave in. Like, I can't even get my five-year-old car to not have problems. (laughs) Right. But this pyramid has been around basically since the dawn of history. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a goodie. It's lasted. And they built things to last, and they weren't messing around. No kidding. Uh, Oh, oh, we've already got some theorists in the chat. Reno Rob, it was built by aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I will get into some of that maybe next week when we talk about the Pyramid of Giza. I'm saving that one because it's, like I said, it's huge physically. It needs its own episode. It does. It just does. And the Hanging Gardens as well. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to start from the most recent Work our way backwards. So I like it. Number one is the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Um, it was the last wonder to be built, and it was also, I think, the shortest, the one that didn't last the longest either. But I could be wrong. Hmm. I'll get there. Um, so it was built on the southwest corner of the island of Pharos, just off of Alexandria. So let's look at some um, maps because I love maps. It helps Yay, me maps. like helps me understand what I what I'm talking about, what I'm looking at. Obviously, so this is just a map of where all the wonders were, are ish kind of. Yeah, I'm trying to. I like it. I can see so the lighthouse, the lighthouse yeah. yeah, is on the Mediterranean Sea, you know, south, just above, just north of, wow, the Pyramid of Giza. Alexandria and Egypt, there's your reference. There it is. That actually helps me a lot because my brain can say, okay, the pyramid is definitely in Egypt. Yeah. I have no idea where the Library of Alexandria or the Lighthouse or anything would be. But if I know that it's near the pyramid, now I have like a reference point. Exactly. I needed a lot of references. So there's probably going to be a lot of pictures. More so than I normally do. I like it. You can, yeah. When we get into like how big stuff is, it's just, I don't know. At one At some point, numbers are just numbers and I can't grasp it. Which is why you should come watch over on Rumble because this one I feel like is going to be hard if you can't see the pictures just to wrap your brain Rasp around it. it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So pictures. Here is the lighthouse or what they think the lighthouse would have looked like. Crazy. It's really pretty. I liked this picture a lot. Um, so it has this very square base with um, 
I had a better, I put it in my notes really well because uh, let's see. Well, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to stick with the notes. So construction started in 280 BC and was completed in 247. The lighthouse was commissioned by Ptolemy the first little history lesson. Um, after Alexander the Great died in 323 BC, he's going to come up a lot. So I love it. You know, we're going to talk about Alex a few times tonight, but he was pretty uh, great. He was pretty great. I'll be here all night. Thank you. Thank you. Tip your waitress. Um, there really was like a void after he died uh, pretty unexpectedly young age. And there wasn't anyone set up to take over for him in Egypt, and the Ptolemy dynasty began after Alexander. So Ptolemy I wanted uh, this lighthouse built, but he died before it was done. And it was his son, Ptolemy II, who really got to see the lighthouse in action and take a lot of the credit for this happening. The architect who, architect who built the lighthouse was Sostratus of Sinaitis. Yeah. He was a guy who was like rubbing elbows with royalty. And one of the podcasts I listened to was saying he this was kind of like the way the royal family made him earn his keep kind of a thing. Like, mm. dude, you're taking a lot of credit for being our friend. How about you do something cool for us? And right. Yeah. Um the lighthouse was over 350 feet tall or 110 meters and was the tallest man-made structure beside the Pyramid of Giza. Um, And actually, it wasn't until the construction of the Eiffel Tower in 1887 that we saw another structure this tall again. Um, But the Eiffel Tower is over 1,000 feet tall. Wow. This, yeah. Which, so this picture is a picture of a lighthouse in Ohio. It is the Perry Memorial Lighthouse. And it's about the same height is what the lighthouse of Alexandria would have been. So this one is zoomed back. You can see the town behind it. So it kind of gives it some context, maybe a I little bit how of a it feel. compares to the Washington Monument. Oh, that see, that's just smart. Nobody really like made an image. And I was really frustrated. So I was like, this is close, but that's a good idea. I'm gonna let you Google that. This next slide is like... Whoa, so the Washington Monument is only 555 feet tall. So that is literally twice the height. Yeah, so the this lighthouse was 350 feet tall. And the Washington Monument was what? 550. 550, yeah. That's crazy. So it's shorter, obviously. But yeah. that's a good, that was a good one to compare it to, though. That, yeah, that helps me wrap my brain around it. Yes, I need I need these things <laughs> just to grasp the scope of it. Uh, so this next picture I have is of kind of the, the different pieces that were used to create the lighthouse. So you have, uh, like I said, the square base, octagonal maybe, middle piece. Yeah, that looks like an octagon to me. Yeah. And then... Uh, circle at the top obviously because that's a cylinder thank you 
Circle, cylinder. Yeah. Sorry, that was my no, I appreciate that. science teacher brain. That's that's what I need you. That was thank you. <laughs> uh, so um there was like I said, like I showed you, three components to the lighthouse. The lower part of the lighthouse was 60 meters high or 200 feet. Mm. And the side length was about 100 feet. So 100 by 200. My notes don't make sense to me now. I wrote these a little while ago. It doesn't wait, matter. Wait, it's no, big. I have, a I have a calculator. You said one side. Uh, 200. 200 feet. Uh-huh. The other side was 150. So the volume or the <laughs> the area is 30,000 feet squared. There we go. Again, I don't know why, but they all just like become numbers. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, there were different, different implements stored indoors, like in a flat roof decorated with huge statues of Triton at the corners. Um, that served as like a base for the middle part. The middle part was a 40-foot octagonal prism covered with white marble. And it said that inside also was a ramp. Instead of stairs, it was a ramp that could go up to the tippy top. Oh, that's so thoughtful. Oh, I would I hate to that. climb stairs, that many stairs. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. The ramp would even be difficult, but still. Right. Um. <clears throat> So the upper part, the third part of the lighthouse was eight columns, which held the dome, topped by an eight meter or 26 foot bronze statue of Poseidon, Lord Ooh. of the seas. Yeah. See lots of Greek gods, which I'm sure is not going to be a huge surprise. I am shocked, I tell you. Shocked. Yes. So Poseidon is our first one coming up. Um in the top of the lighthouse was a huge mirror that reflected the sun during the day, and they burned a fire at night to give the same effect. So, Oh, so it's like actually a lighthouse. You know, mm -hmm. my brain was just like accepting the fact that it was a lighthouse, but this is before electricity and everything. It's right, like, right, right. oh, yeah, they have to have oh, a way yeah. to make light. How did they Duh. do that? Yeah. I know. I, I get it. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh, mirrors. That makes sense. And the ramp also was so they could carry all the wood they would need to burn at night for the fire. Um, it said that the light could possibly be seen anywhere from 60 to 100 kilometers away or 40 to 60 miles away. Wow. This is all a best guess based on height and the materials they would have had, things like that. So angle of light, speed of light. Yeah, I could see that. Right. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was effective. <laughs> it's a big lighthouse. Uh, it's a big lighthouse and it was necessary. So this area was very rocky, very dangerous, hard to see. The harbor was a big deal, obviously for trade and all that jazz. So right. it wasn't only, it wasn't just to be pretty, even though it was, um, it was like, I think this was one of the only ones, yes, that was actually built for a purpose, like to have a use. Everything else was like, oh, it's pretty. <laughs> that is the thing that the ancients got right that I think we've lost. Yeah. So much of what we build today is so utilitarian. 
And in an age in which you could make the argument, we have minimal resources, things are hard to come by, we have labor that's really hard to come by, they Mm. made the most beautiful structures you could imagine. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a trait and a skill that's dying as well in the um, want to build and use your hands and work with tools. Don't get me wrong, that's a lot of hard work. And I don't envy anybody who helped build it, but yeah, we're kind of losing that. And that's a shame. It is a shame. Um, so this wonder, which is, uh, you know, going to be also the other theme, it's no longer standing, obviously. It was rocked by four different earthquakes. Oh. Four. And it was rebuilt after three of them. So <laughs> have you seen Monty Python? Yes, and the Holy Grail. Yes, it's like when that guy is like, "It's second to the swamp," and so we built another one, and then it's second to the swamp again, and we built another one. Yeah, yeah. You, that's gonna. They were onto something. Like all their jokes, I feel like they reference so much more than we think because <laughs> right. you're, we're gonna see that again too as we continue. So. So there was an earthquake in 796, then 951, then 1303, and the last and most devastating happened in 1323. So the last remains of the lighthouse disappeared in 1480 when the Sultan of Egypt, Quiet Bay, I am guessing, I'm sorry, ordered the construction of a medieval fort on the platform where the lighthouse once stood. He's like, you know what? We don't need this anymore. We're... We're going to uh, use all these to build a fortress. And that's what you can see there today is the fortress that he built, which that's also another big theme is like resources are scarce or you don't want to go make new stuff. So use what you got. This lighthouse keeps falling down anyway. Right. At Uh, some point you do have to like be kind of well. When do you call it quits? You know? If it falls down four times, it's like, maybe I'll just make a shorter structure. Right. Maybe and this, this one. shouldn't be here. <laughs> this yeah. one seems to have lasted just a tiny bit longer. This one's been legit since 1480. So, you know. Uh, remains of the lighthouse can be seen in the bay in the eastern harbor there. So um, archaeologists have gone down. I think there was a big excavation in 1968, but due to war... They had to like call right. it quits. And then again in 1994, they went back and did more underwater archaeology and they found a ton of the remains that had fallen, which makes sense. Fallen into the harbor. Right. Luckily, it didn't like block the harbor. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. So, random fun fact about this one uh, Ptolemy II was said to have locked 72 scholars in the lighthouse to independently translate the Old Testament. Like against their will, locked? I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those stories that's like, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. So so my knowledge of history is regrettably awful. Um, Which one is Ptolemy? The, um, one of the pharaohs in Egypt. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Like he was, Ptolemy, their dynasty took over after Alexander. Gotcha. Died. So... He was gone, and they're like, hey, we're going to take this back. And 
they, I don't know how long they ruled because Egypt was never really my, I was like, everybody, everybody learns Egyptian history. But for real, they do. I remember when I was a kid, we had this big book that was called Egyptology or whatever. Yeah. I also had a one called a book called Dragonology, but we're not going to talk about it. (laughs) I mean, if you didn't, what were you doing? Right. (laughs) But yeah, so I, mine regrettably, it's not great either, but. We're going to move on. That one is. That one was cool. That one's pretty cool. I think it gets better. So next up, I love this one. I don't know why, but it's the Colossus of Rhodes. Have you heard of it? Seen it? Uh, The only one of these that I actually knew was the pyramid. Nice. Cool. And these are all going to be a good surprise. So this is the Colossus of Rhodes. For anybody who is listening or hasn't seen it, it's a big naked dude because that's what they did that uh, is in fact what they did that's what that's that was very greek and he's straddling <laughs> when in harbor. rome when in rome <laughs> so this one just to go back to our map real quick Rhodes is further north so it's off the coast of italy i know this map is not great because it was so oh, it's tiny okay. i just have old person eyes so i'm gonna get uncomfortably close to I, you guys i want a pointer i mean yes. it wouldn't it wouldn't it work, wouldn't work. <laughs> it wouldn't work but i want like to have that i wish i could somebody like, invent a pointer whatever. function for our streaming services <laughs> you'd okay. be on to something but anyway so yes Okay, Colossus this of is Rhodes. crazy because my brain is like, wait, Italy's that close to Egypt? Yes. The mm-hmm. answer is yes. Mm-hmm. When when you're young, you're like, the world is so big. Yeah, it's so far apart. Yeah, they're just it across ain't. the sea. Mm-hmm. I know. And I, again, I feel like this just helps you, me, everybody refocus and like, oh, we connect more dots. Anyway. Right. Stop body shaming him. <laughs> I didn't say anything about his body. I'm just making fun of the Greeks and their affinity for nudity. <laughs> right. But if you want me to body shame him, I could do that too. According to this picture, though, dude looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a statue of a naked dude. And he was supposed to be a god anyway. So. And have the boats go between his legs i'm yes. just like so uncomfortable i know do you think you'd get distracted like i'd be <laughs> like can we get through <laughs> now please see jess is a good person because she would go like this i'd be like whoa <laughs> and then just because i'm already being ridiculous could you imagine going to work and being like okay this group's gonna work on the feet this group is gonna work <laughs> on the knees <laughs> And this group, and well, this group, you, you drew get the, the groin. Yeah. You're welcome. Have fun. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, people make the jokes like, if I fall down a flight of stairs, I can't go to work on Monday. I would just fall down the flight. I'd just stairs. fall down the stairs. Yeah. Oh, I hurt myself. <laughs> I can't work for the next three years on the groin area. Darn. Oh, darn. Can I collect unemployment while I'm, or whatever? <laughs> whatever they had at that time hurt yeah reno rob makes a good point when you have to walk everywhere as far away that's true i mean good point yeah and when your boats don't have motors 
Right. Even that's a long trip. So yeah, good, good point. Um, so this is the Mandrake Harbor, which is what mm. he was said to have been straddling. I, <laughs> sorry, I know, I just can't stop. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm just going to keep going. So construction on this. Now we know why it's Elise's favorite. No, I was just, <laughs> I was going to say, that's not why it's my favorite. But I was like, maybe everybody forgot I said that. No. We never forget. Oh, oh, I'm stuck. Anyway, uh, construction on this began in 294 BC, and it only took 12 years to build, which in my mind is crazy. I would think it would take longer, but eh. it was 106 feet tall or 32 meters, and it consisted of 14 tons of bronze and 85 tons of iron. So they had a very sturdy structure. And they would like they put the bronze and the iron was the inside, and then they would wrap the bronze around the outside. Just again for reference, another picture here that we have is the world's tallest statues. I couldn't find one that included the Colossus of Rhodes, but Christ the Redeemer from Brazil is about the same, roughly same height. So he's at the bottom. And then next you have the Motherland Calls from Russia. And that's 91 meters. Statue of Liberty is 93. Uh, There's one from China that's 108. (laughs) The Spring Temple Buddha in China is also 128. And then the Statue of Unity in India, which I have never heard of. I don't. Raise your hand if you've heard of it. I have not. not but that's my ignorance showing. I don't know. Yeah. It's huge. 182 meters, however many feet that is. That is. It's so big. It's so big. And when you think about the Colossus boats going past it, underneath it. But then they have the Statue of Unity, which is just. I don't know. It's just crazy. Anyway. Wait, which one is the Statue of Rhodes most like? Christ the Redeemer. So the Christ smallest the one. Wow. The smallest one on this list. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? My brain is just like broken staring at the Statue of Unity. I know. I, I have so many questions. Who? Yeah. Why? How? Yeah. When? When? I Yeah. Why? I, I should have Googled it. <laughs> but I just didn't like. No, it's. It almost yeah. deserves its own. I know. Thing. Where did this crazy. come from? It is. It is crazy. But that's again just to give you kind of a feel for how tall this guy would have been. But why do they go through all this trouble? Well, true Greek fashion. This was a celebratory statue to honor the Greek Titan god Helios, which was the sun oh. god. Wait. How's that different from Apollo? So Helios was a Titan and Apollo was like the son of Zeus and oh. Leto, I believe. Okay. Yes. So um, I don't know if that would have made Helios like his uncle. 
It doesn't matter. Anyway, but they yeah, are different. I, I looked it up because I, I was I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, isn't that Apollo? And it's like, no. For a second, I thought it was like, is that the Roman one? But right. it's not. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, so Helios drove the chariot with the sun from east to west. Very, They're very similar. I was. That sounds like Apollo to me. Yeah. Very similar. And the I Greeks could, are just like, Helios is out of fashion, copy paste. Now he's Apollo. Yeah. Now we got Apollo. He's cool. I don't know. But the Rhodians were tied up in a very long siege against Demetrius I of Macedonia. So again, back to Alexander. Demetrius was trying to keep the territory he inherited after his after Alexander died. And Rhodes was one of those ones he wanted to keep. Uh, the town was a huge port and a busy, thriving trading center, again, like Alexandria. Um, but guess who came to their rescue? It was Ptolemy I, the guy who initially <laughs> wanted the lighthouse. I know, go figure. That's crazy. Because they kind of were neighbors and they had this connection. I mean, neighbors across the sea, but still... It's not across the sea as in, like, across the Atlantic. It's right. like the Mediterranean. Yeah. It's a bit smaller. <laughs> Just a teensy bit. Just a bit smaller. Yeah. But, yeah. So, he came over, helped him out. And when he helped them defeat Demetrius, Demetrius left all of his siege engines and machinery. He just, like, fled. He's like, I'm out of here. Wow. You guys can keep it. Peace out. Um, so, Rhodes... Use the money they made from all the stuff you left behind to build the Colossus. There you Ta-da. go. Yeah. And the architect who was hired to build the Colossus to what Colossus was named Chair of Lindos. And Chairs of Lindos. And he was a student of Lysippos, who was the one he was one of the greatest sculptors of their time. Chairs died before the construction of Colossus was complete. Bummer. Um, and it's not quite known how it was built. Um, as far as how they built it so tall. So there are theories that it was either an earth ramp that they built to get up to the top. But what I think makes more sense is they used scaffolding. Yeah. Because why not? Why not? This is the thing that gets me, and I'm sure you'll make this point later, but just like how these... How we're so convinced in the modern era that the ancients couldn't yes. have done these things with yes. like the same strategies we use today. Yeah. Yeah. Is is it such a big stretch to think that they didn't know about scaffolding when they literally invented mathematics? It, right. An earth an earth ramp. I no. No. No, which not that that's not doable. It's just the time it would take to build the earth ramp in my mind. Right. And it only took 12 years to build this. And I don't know, just. It would take longer to build the earth ramp than the, than the statue. Than the statue. Yeah. So but that's just, those are their best guesses. Um, what I also didn't know. Like, we don't know exactly what tools they used to build it, but what's not, what I didn't know, and what is now believed is that the statue did not straddle the opening of the harbor. I'm just going to keep using that word because that's what she said. That's what she said. 
It was more likely to have been on one side of the harbor. Uh, so he had a favorite side. So he had a favorite side. I think it was the east side, but east side. Just kidding. I'm done. Anyway, no, not. <laughs> probably not. Several reasons they believe this is because the dimensions that they know of for this would not have worked for the statue to have one leg on each side. They really don't know how they would have built that, which that's just kind of it doesn't sound like they knew how they built it anyway. But Right. Yeah. And spoiler alert, when the statue comes crashing down, it would have blocked the entrance to the harbor had it. I'm shocked. Shocked again. Could you imagine being the boat under there and it's like an earthquake or something? It's right. like looking up and here comes the groin. Just coming at you like, this is how I die. This is how <laughs> this I die. How, yep. Okay. Tell, tell everybody else a better story, please. <laughs> uh, so Some of it was crocodiles. It, I was fighting off all these crocodiles. One got me. Um, so since I spoiled the end, let's talk about it. This is this one is the shortest lived out of all the wonders. Mm. So the Colossus only stood tall for fifty six years. Mm, yeah, <laughs> he didn't last very long. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> In, I'm just gonna keep going. An earthquake <laughs> hit Rhodes. <laughs> We can't we can't have naked guys on the show. Nope. I just uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so an earthquake hit Rhodes in 226 BC and the statue broke at the knees. So apparently that was the weak point. Not at the heels. It was not the right. Right. Not the heels this time. It was the knees. The Helios knees and the Achilles tendon. I don't mm. know. Achilles heel. Yeah. Anyway, Ptolemy the third now, so the grandson to the first, offered to pay for the restoration, but the people of Rhodes consulted the oracle uh, and they were told, no, don't do it. So they declined the offer. I missed it. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, the, in the chat, if you're not, if you're, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I just lost Jess. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. <laughs> if you're listening, do we repeat I'm it? I'm sorry. No. Okay. If you're then in- I'm sorry you missed it. Somebody in the chat. Base There's Babe just, coming in clutch. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones here. Well, wow. I, I'm sure Base Babe is sending us like 500 memes that we'll <laughs> talk about at the end of the show. It's just all death by groin is basically... Yep. I can't come back from this. It's a good one. (laughs) Uh, So this dude, Ptolemy the third was like, Hey, I'll pay for, I'll pay for everything. I'll pay for the total restoration. Let me fix it. Let's fix it. And the people of Rhodes went to the Oracle of Delphi and they were told like, no, mm -mm, not we're not doing that. So they declined the offer and the, the worst part in my mind is they just left it there. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything with it. They just left the statue where it was for almost 800 years. 800 years. 
They're like, hey, we used to have this really cool thing. It's just laying around now. I don't know. I don't know. Pliny the Elder, who also comes up a lot because he wrote about a lot of these, he was quoted to have said, but even lying on the ground, it is a marvel. And I feel like that's very nice. Like your dump pile here is very, very pleasant. I like your pile of rocks. It's mm-hmm. pretty. And actually, the only reason the Colossus was ever picked up was because of an Arab invasion of Rhodes in 654. So they dismantled the remains and sold them to a Jew from Syria. That's literally what everything says. And it was said to have taken 900 camel loads to get all the pieces back to Syria. So, yeah, I don't know. One fun fact about this one. The Statue of Liberty was inspired by the Colossus of Rhodes. I'm glad they at least had the decency to put some clothes on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. At least that sculpture was French, and he's like, no, this lady's going to be covered up. So, Isn't that ironic? Yeah. The French decided to clothe their statues. <laughs> this is for the Americans. We'll put some clothes on her. <clears throat> Thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, but that's that one. No longer my favorite. (laughs) We ruined it for her, guys. Not anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) No, that was good. I knew that was going to get bad. You knew what you did. I knew what I did. (laughs) So when Rhodes is a rockin', that's right. I love our chat. I do, too. We have the best chat. We do. (sighs) Okay, moving on. We got this. We got this. I'm sure there'll be more jokes. Yeah. I don't know. That's for the after show. Right. Uh, Next up is the mausoleum of Halicarnassus. Did you know that this is where we get the word mausoleum? Oh. Yeah. I did not. It is. Well. I'll show you why in a second. So this wonder, I guess, is kind of also practical use. Kind of. It just goes like above and beyond. It was an extravagant tomb built for a governor of all things. Not a king, not a prince, not really royalty, but a governor. So the mausoleum was built in 351 by Artemisia, Artemisia II. She had built this in honor of her deceased brother, who was also her husband, Mausolus. <clears throat> yeah, so it's very Game of Thronesy kind of, yeah. but and very very royalty, ancient royalty ish. Oh, nothing really new there, right? But um, actually, Mausolus started the construction before he died. Like he had this idea and kind of got it going, and then he died, and his sister wife was like. I love him and he deserves this. So I'm going to keep it going. And she did. Basically, he, so as a governor, he was a Persian satrap governor who ruled Caria in Southwest Asia Minor. So Persia was also this huge empire. It's another one we should talk about at some point. And because their empire was so wide, they had governors or satraps Mm. all throughout to run the place, much like Rome, you know, stuff like that. So that was his job. And a few things about him 
Mausolus, this guy was not opposed to spending money, which let me just pull up the mausoleum because you'll, yeah, he, he had no problems like make it rain. Love it. This is what it is thought to have looked like. So this very giant square building with columns and then a pyramid at the top. And what you can't see in this picture, I think you can see it better in another one, is there is a chariot, a statue of a chariot on top. This one's prettier. I like, I like this picture one. better. It really accents the like t- stepped pyramid aspect of the top. Yes. <clears throat> I think it's 24 steps that were up there leading to the chariot, which carried him and his sister. Because why not? Right. Why not? Yeah. But yeah. So he's not opposed to spending money. He loved Greek culture and art. He loved Halicarnassus. Um, so before his death, As the governor, he deepened the harbor, he built breakwaters for defense, paved the streets, built houses for the people, and a giant palace, of course, for himself. And he built giant walls to defend the city against catapults. He also built a fancy amphitheater and a temple to Ares. This guy was just like, we're going to make this place incredible. So he was the Trump at the time. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to build the wall. I'm going to build this giant mausoleum. It's going to be amazing. I love your Trump. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Uh, So he ruled Halicarnassus for 20 years, and then he died. Womp. So, obviously, his tomb was meant to be extravagant, and his sister wife hired the best the Greek world had to offer to get this done like uh, right. i don't know so there were two greek architects architects my mouth just doesn't want to move so relatable yeah there was um pythias and satyros I, mean, I guess they were they were big deal architects they worked on this together and then there were four greek sculptors so scopus briaxis leocaris and timotheus and they were each <laughs> Timotheus just yeah. makes me think of that cute feel skit. T- Timothy? <laughs> Present. Present. Yeah. A-A-Ron. I love that skit. I do too. Uh, Timotheus. Denise. 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 I love it. I always want to do that at the beginning of the school year just to mess with my Uh, Also because I can't actually pronounce their names. Oh, my gosh. Well, then, you know, it's just a thing like, oh, she's being funny. She knows Uh our names. Yeah, I totally did. Totally know all your names. If you ever do that at the beginning of a school year, please videotape it because that would be amazing. That would be so funny. (laughs) Um, All right. So they each – of these sculptures got aside. Scopus had the north side, Briaxis had the east, south was Timotheus, and west was done by Leocaris. Cool names. Kinda. But what did what did this mean? This was like hiring the biggest names in music to perform at your birthday party or like the biggest names in <laughs> Hollywood to make a movie to celebrate your life. Like all these dudes coming in were the rock stars of their time to make your 
So, so let it be known. I want Skillet at my birthday party. Oh, I love Skillet. Yes. All right. Skillet concert for Jess's birthday <laughs> at her house. At my house. That's right. Yes. I ain't going anywhere. It's your birthday. You get to stay home. They come to you. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So the idea is these guys were a big deal. That's and funny. not only were they hired to make beautiful artwork, but of course – their egos are involved here. I'm shocked I tell you. I know, I know. Just so <laughs> many, so many revelations here. Just but unbelievable. Just crazy. They have these huge egos and they all wanted to outdo each other, which bravo to Mosilis and Artemisia. Like, hey, let's get all these guys in here because they'll definitely fight to make this like the best. Honestly, if you're just going to have a measuring contest, let it be a beautiful architecture <laughs> instead right. of something else. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Pliny the Elder, again, also gives a description of the mausoleum, stating that the base podium was 125 by 105 feet or 38 by 32 meters. The middle part had 36 columns along all four sides. And in this picture, you can see the statues in between. It was supposed to, I guess, kind of look like people poking out in the forest or something like mm. that. I don't, I don't know. It's just columns with statues in between. Anyway, that's, I mean, I'm that, such an art lover. That kind of makes sense because mm-hmm. like the number of columns feels so excessive. Yeah. Everything about this is so well. Okay, fair. But you're right, and I don't. I don't know if that was a structural thing as well, or it's like I don't know. It was just a. They just got carried away. But maybe not. Yeah. Um. Okay, middle part, thirty-six columns along all four sides, and then the pyramid. Yes, twenty-four steps. Massive statue. So there was four horses pulling the chariot with Mausolus and Artemisia in the chariot. So this was built with bricks and then covered in marble. And the total height was 45 meters or 13 stories tall. Mm. And of course, it wasn't just for him and his wife. It was also like their family, their children, their children's children and on and on forever. (laughs) But still, um, there were also freestanding statues and friezes on the grounds outside of the building. And one thing that's different about this, as much as he loved Greek culture, there are no gods depicted in any of this. Oh. For all these Greek guys, none of it. There were humans, lions, horses, and other animals. And the friezes showed the Greeks fighting the Amazons of myth, which the Amazons come up a bunch in these. Like that was a big deal for the Greeks to portray. But anyway, this is a crazy work of art. And I think that's what makes it a wonder more than anything. Right. Is the fact that it is just so ridiculous. So this is um, in the British Museum today. And it's the two statues of Mausolus and Artemisia from the top. I have been recovered. And then this is one of the horses. Yay. But these are in the British Museum. And you can go see them. I love that. Today. Just the fine detail. Like, I am just, like, constantly impressed. 
yeah. by these ancient structures. And I know it's just like what we think they looked like. And I think a lot of times we really undersell uh, our ancestors. So yeah. in all likelihood, it was probably even more amazing that right. we're actually giving them credit for. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, this this horse was at the tippy top. It was 13 stories. And look at the detail that's in this horse. Right. You know? So, agreed. The, uh, today, what's left of it today, which is really sad, oh. is this. <laughs> so, that just is really sad. Bits of the foundation, pillars that are turned over. You can go visit. This is in Bodrum, Turkey. So, you can go visit and walk the grounds, but that's all that's left. Um. Do we know what destroyed it? Or Yeah. So, supposedly, the mausoleum was destroyed by earthquakes, and then it was mm -hmm. plundered by the Knights of St. John in 1402. Okay. I don't have a lot of info on the Knights of St. John. They had a lot to do with the Crusades and mm. things like that. I just didn't go down that crazy rabbit hole because sure. you could really get lost in that. And that's more for another time. But some of the stories I was like reading and listening to made it sound very sus that these guys just happened upon the Colosseum or uh, the Colosseum, the mausoleum, excuse me. Right. They and it was already similar. destroyed. Yeah. Right. Um, like, oh, we just, we found it and it was already all toppled over. So they so plundered it. <laughs> yeah. And, Basically, they needed a fortress and they needed materials. Mm -hmm. So they took what was left of this to build their palace in Bodrum. And some of the stuff they did was like they burned all this down into ash to make paste. They used some of it for, for foundation. The palace still has a ton of the artwork that was from the mausoleum in the palace. So you can see That's it really too. cool. It is really cool. Um. Yeah. Oh, I like what Hicktown Honey says. They did architecture. Yeah. We build non-reliable structures. And that's like, I think, the key of what we're getting at is yes. they actually cared about what they did. And now today it's like, oh, we're just going to build something and it's going to look Slap modernistic and ugly. And, uh, yeah. and it's not going to last. So you're going to have to call us for repairs. And right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh like just houses today. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like not even everyday houses are as beautiful as everyday houses were even 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Now everything is made out of like, I don't even want to say plywood. It's not even wood. It's like plastic. Yeah. And everything's so cheap and Slap together. Yeah. And yeah. It's made so fast. And then again, you just have to be like, hey, so everything's falling apart. Yeah. It's going to be a million dollars to come fix it. And we right. won't be there for another two years. So, <laughs> so that's, that's how so it is around here. Yeah. Uh, Base Babe says, subscribe that slap button. Guys, we are one <laughs> follow away on Rumble from having 400 followers. First of all, you guys are amazing for getting us this Thank far. Oh, that's so cool. But we just need one more. I love it. Yeah. yeah. One more. We can do it. <gasps> Thanks, you guys. That was really cool. Um, that's like a number we should have talked about. <laughs> right. 
so fun fact about this one, Herodotus was from Halicarnassus. That was like his hometown. Oh. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Crazy. I didn't know that till till just now. Till just now. Till five minutes ago when I put this together. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. I've been listening to these like stories about these for a while. So I love it. The next one, we're going to get back into like Greece and much more typical Greek statues. So this <clears throat> is the statue of Zeus. And it's another statue of a dude. Another statue Probably of a Probably Elisa's second favorite. Um, Obviously, <laughs> this this statue of Zeus was mostly built because of the Olympics. Oh, yeah. So Zeus, or that's kind of how it started, kind of, sort of. So Zeus is like the father of the Olympic Games. It's like the father of everything. Zeus. But um, it, so. Statue looks familiar to me for some reason. They're definitely copies. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. 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 Seen that one before? I have. In fact, yeah. I think I, I saw it this summer. Yeah. Weird. Weird. I think a lot of people have seen something very, very similar to this one. Yeah. It, it looks kind of like that. Like some guy. It does. Some dude did something here in America. Like the similarity is just yes, striking. Sorry, it is, <laughs> but it just got me. No, I agree because I was going to mention. So the statue of Zeus is was forty feet tall, and the Abraham the Lincoln Memorial. Mm-hmm. It said that if he, I think, 19 feet, but then you get the pedestal involved and I don't know. But basically what I read was Lincoln would only come up to Zeus's knee. Mm. So it's huge. I Sorry, I don't know what's and going on right now. No, that's all right. I was just watching. Like, <laughs> it keeps trying to share my screen. Stop it, haunted computer. <laughs> no, but that's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go over to here because you get the idea. I'll show more right. pictures in a minute. We'll see okay. if it works. But it does look very similar to Lincoln, and probably I didn't find any. Of course, nobody's really talking about any connections there. But I don't know. Um, yeah, so the Olympics started in 776 BC and were more of a religious festival to honor Zeus than what we think of with the Olympics today. It wasn't so much about the athletes as it was about Zeus. Right. And Olympia, where the temple and the statue of Zeus are located, was, you know, like the Mecca. That's where you went to worship Zeus. There were plenty of other places you could go, but this is like the ultimate pilgrimage you go to olympia you worship zeus there and then once this was built it was like every greek person had to see it in their lifetime before they passed away the thing that always confused me about this is like people knew that a human built that statue Mm -hmm. and yet they worship the statue as though it was the god itself yes and this one especially 
So it was sculpted by Phidias, and they said that this was like the in-between. So it was, what's the right word? Um, it, it was, was like the, he did take possession of it or something? Yeah, like he, it was there in between them and Olympia. This statue brought Zeus to them and them to Zeus, kind of. It was their Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I didn't even think of that. But they they very much worshipped, took this very seriously. Like, it was a big deal. Wow. And it was also said that when Phidias was done sculpting this, mm-hmm. he asked Zeus for a sign that it was um, for his approval, basically. Sure. Like, dude, is this cool? And a bolt of lightning came down and hit a spot in the temple because the, with these temples, sure. the roofs were usually open to the elements. So when they would burn whatever right. offering to the God, the smoke would have to go up so they could smell it and be appeased, whatever. And so lightning came down and struck and it said that they kept a vase, like a golden vase or something in the spot where the lightning struck in the temple. Again, just a story, but. Honestly, I could totally believe that story, but it's just such a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah. I have many thoughts, but I'll save them for like the rumble chat. Okay. Well, then hold hold on to them because I do want, I want to hear them. But yes. So this was a big deal. The temple was built before Zeus was built. And the story also is that Phidias, the sculptor, he did um, sculpt the statue of Athena in Athens, and the Olympians were like, we want ours to be bigger and better. Will uh, you come make ours? And he had like this beef with um, with Athens anyway because they kept trying to like call him a thief and a liar and, put a, and pretty much execute him. So he was like, well, I'm out of here. You guys want Why a bigger, better know. statue? Here you go. <laughs> Why would you do that to the guy who like – Built your false god. I don't know. I don't know what their beef was. I mean, they again, they said that he was stealing. And it's a story. Some people are like, yeah, that's not true. And other people are like, no, that was documented. It's true. Depends on your source. But yeah, that's one of the stories. That's kind of how he came to be there. So what did it look like? You can see it basically here. But according to Pausanias, which was the Greek geographer and traveler, travel writer again who want their jobs the god sits on a throne and he is made of gold and ivory which was very new gold and ivory using that that was like his thing to make it look more lifelike um on his head lies a garland which is a copy of olive shoots in his right hand he carries a victory or the goddess nike which is the goddess of victory which like the statue Uh is of ivory and gold i get it yeah or very expensive shoes, whichever, or very expensive. whichever. <laughs> um, she wears a ribbon and on her head a garland. In the left hand of the god is a scepter ornamented with every kind of metal and the bird sitting on the scepter is the eagle. The sandals also of the god are of gold, as is likewise his robe. On the robe are embroidered figures of animals and the flowers of the lily. Uh, this writer also goes into a lot of detail about the throne 
but a little bit of what's at the base there is the throne is adorned with gold and with jewels to say nothing of ebony and ivory upon it are painted figures and wrought images. There are four victories, which I think he either means the goddess or what I also read was Amazonians. They come up again. Um, Represented as dancing women, one at each foot of the throne and two others at the base of each foot on each of the two front feet are set Theban children ravished by sphinxes. Wonderful. While under the sphinxes, Apollo and Artemis are shooting down the children of Niobe. I don't, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it's just, it's all good stuff, right? No. It's interesting because like all of these, I think this is pretty standard for a Greek temple is that the, there's just like all types of violence depicted inside the temples. And it's like, these are the spoils of war and things like that. And they're supposed to be really proud of it or something. These are our stories. Yeah. Right. Uh, Myths anyway. Yeah. It is, it is a theme again as well. So this is a very Greek statue. It's just huge. And another part of it being huge is so Phidias built this to fit in the temple just so. So this photo right here is um, like how it would have looked. It's like a very small model, obviously. But you can see that like his head is pretty much touching the roof. He's enclosed like in this, in this area. So he's, um, I want to say anyway, it's meant to look like he is bigger than what he's in. You know, it's supposed to make him look more imposing and like take up the space. Right. Again, walking into that and just seeing Zeus 40 feet tall sitting there, I don't know, just scary and awe-inspiring. It is scary because like I remember getting that like sort of creepy feeling when I went yeah. to see the Lincoln Memorial and not because like I have a phobia of Lincoln or anything, but just to be in the presence of something so big. And yes. when it has a human depiction, it starts to take on this really creepy sort of undertone. There's a term for that. There is. Just that. The uncanny valley. Yes. There, it just feels wrong for some reason. And I guess yeah. people at that time thought, oh, this just means he's really powerful and something. But I don't know. It just kind of creeps me out. Yeah. And I think it was meant to. Like, it was meant to strike fear into people. Like, this is Zeus. You're supposed to be scared of him. And also, I don't know. Um, so it was all all intentional and on purpose. And they... Oh, what was I going to say? Who knows? Sorry. No, no, that was good because you're right. And I think that's a thing to keep in mind is it's easy to talk about, but when you put yourself in the moment and what that would feel like and look like. Right. Oh, I don't know. It gives me shivers thinking about it. But so some more random facts about Zeusy in this temple is we don't have a lot of descriptions of him except what I had read to you earlier. And there are some stories that he had gems in his eyes as well, which that, I don't know, just makes it creepier for, to me for some reason. Um, But there were no copies of this made at that time. And that's really rare because again, historians would use each other's works. 
sculptors would make copies of each other's works, or at least Phidias could have potentially made right. a copy of his own, smaller, obviously. But um, what we do have outside of some of the text describing the statue are coins that were found <clears throat> with the statue on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they made some coinage. It was a big, again, it was a very big deal. And like, big, but also big. Yeah, big and big. Yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom of the statue also, again, more random facts, was a pool of olive oil. And the temple priests would, like, wash him, paint him in olive oil every once a day at least. And that was, like, to preserve the ivory and keep mm. it pristine because of the elements. No, yeah, that actually, that makes sense because yeah. uh, olive oil, it's an oil, so it's hydrophobic. Yeah. So it's a great way to repel water. Yeah. So it was, was a thing they did, and it was, you know – it's like waxing your sacred. car. Yeah, exactly. A sacred oil that the priests yeah. would put on Zeus. How nice. Um, how creepy. And creepy. So how did we lose this one? This one's kind of, this one's more mysterious as well. Um, no one quite knows what happened to the statue. There are many stories. One is that Caligula, who was... Roman emperor was really, I mean, they were all, but they could all get crazy, but he was crazy. And he ordered his men to tear down the statue because he wanted to have it brought back to him so he could have the head removed and put his head on the statue. Boy, that's Game of Thrones. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Again, he was, he was something else and ballsy, but yeah. Caligula ordered his men to go take it down. And the story goes that they went and they started to take down the they they had scaffolding. They had it. Uh. Oh, this was before the lighthouse or before the Colossus, before any of that. So whatever. Anyway. Crazy. <laughs> scaffolding confirmed here, but not elsewhere. Got it. But not elsewhere, yeah. Um but yeah, so they went, they were gonna try to take it down, and the statue of Zeus laughed at them. Is what they said. And it like shook the scaffolding and they ran out of there like, uh -uh, I ain't touching that. And they ran back to Caligula and they told him the story. And then not long after that, or maybe right around that time, he was taken out. So that was that. And <laughs> that never happened because of Caligula anyway. Wow. Yeah. Blah. Um, two prominent theories are that it was dismantled and taken to Constantinople. And then while it was there, it got burned at some point. Like, how does ivory burn? I don't know, except that I would think it could make it less. <sighs> I don't know. All right, I'll let you Google it. Thank you. <laughs> I saw you going for it. I'm like, do it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, okay. I thought it was because it's uh, made out of a similar sort of mineral like human tea. So it's mm. like a... At a certain temperature. Well, if they're going to... They don't burn burn. Right. It's like you just kind of char the outside. Like 
you watch The Lion King, you remember the elephant graveyard? Yeah. And it's like all of these bones are kind of like dark and it looks like there was probably a wildfire in that area at some point. That's kind of like. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, again, and that's one story. No. Well, the other story is that when Christianity became the religion of Rome, Emperor Theodosius II banned the Olympic Games and closed the temple. So the temple and the statue were left to the elements, and it all came down in an earthquake eventually. But archaeologists haven't found, like, really any trace of the statue of Zeus. So maybe he just went back to Olympia. Maybe. Olympus. Just kidding. I kind of like bookstore Thor's guess. His guess is that some Greek grandmother has the statue of Zeus in her attic <laughs> under a stack of National Geographic magazines. I think that's it. I think you like, nailed it. Totally nailed, nailed it. it. Uh-huh. I like that. I can see that. I've got him. Don't tell anybody. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Fun fact for this one. You can still visit Phidias's workshop where he worked to build the statue. It's still there and go in and tour it. Apparently he had a cup in there that was like Phidias's cup. And <laughs> yeah. So. That's where he dipped his paint brushes in, right? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Drank some wine to get inspired. I don't know. But that is Zeus. Temple of Zeus. Or the statue of Zeus in the temple. Of Zeus. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Definitely not reminiscent of anything today definitely does not look similar at all zero 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 (laughs) last for tonight but not least is the temple of artemis in ephesus yeah so does ephesus i've heard that somewhere before i was just gonna say does that sound familiar it does yeah our ephesian friends so i guess some guy named paul wrote them a letter and it ended up in a book somewhere. I don't know. Weird. But it's those people. <laughs> somebody so, I know. Yay. Somebody, yay. A reference that I get right off the bat, which was actually I didn't. I'm not going to lie. I was like. I oh, I don't know where uh, Ephesus is, but like I, I know the name. <laughs> right. Well, see, I didn't. I heard Ephesus. And I'm like, why is that familiar? And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my word. Okay. I'm I'm done. But. <laughs> It's basically in Turkey. Oh. Yeah. So if Ephesus, which is now, mm, let's see, where is it? I looked it up and I didn't write it down because why would you do that? Uh, yeah, I do that all the time. You're right. It is in Turkey. It's near the Aegean Sea. Yes. Don't know where that is. I'm so good at geometry, fam. So good at it. <laughs> I'm good at like actual geometry, but not right? geography. <laughs> but geography, not my favorite. Yeah. I, not good. Hold on. I'm going to bring up my not so helpful map. Maybe. <laughs> Base babe, Ephesus. I hardly know a sis. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't think of that either. Okay. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit the slide for a minute. You want the tiny map? Yes, please. I got you. Thank you. Tiny map. It doesn't like me. The tiny map, that's not very helpful. So I love the tiny map. Yeah, the clump there. Oh, yeah. Temple of Artemis. So it's like 
directly east oh, yeah. of Olympus. It's, it's really close to the mausoleum. Uh, it's close to another statue too. And the um Colossus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're all neighbors. We're they're all, all friends. within the you know, that path. But yeah. So that Man, you you just need to stop. Which one? There we go. I got it. (gasps) I figured it out, guys. I technology. (laughs) Temple of Artemis. Oh, it's so pretty. So many columns. Again, with the columns. Oh, that's her size. But anyway, it is really pretty in this picture. It's gorgeous. The sun is shining, and it's marble, and it's beautiful. Um. But the town, the city of Ephesus was, I went through a lot of ups and downs. Like a lot of hands changed here. Mm. Lots of stuff going on. Won't get into that. You can worry about that another day. But they've been through some stuff. And then uh, one of the gems was the Temple of Artemis. And so the Ephesians said that, Ephesus was the birthplace of Artemis, but why was she so cool to them? I don't know. But what I do know is she was to them like the goddess of the hunt, the wilderness, wild animals, nature, chastity, childbirth, hold on to that one, and fertility. So mm. she did all these things. She, her Roman counterpart is Diana. So Artemis, Diana, hunting chick. Yeah. Uh, wasn't Artemis also associated with the moon? Yes. Okay, that's what it I was. Thought. Supposedly, that was later. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, they don't really know how she was worshipped, but what archaeologists have found, like remains and stuff, they found is obviously it was. Um, what am I trying to think of? Sacrifices, like right animals and things nothing abnormal sure it was all do we know if it was like just animal i think so from what i found but it was also said because she was like some somebody made the claim that she was the goddess of chastity and fertility so she was like it was also kind of where you could go to enjoy sex pretty much and i was like Okay, I don't know. Somehow that circle doesn't quite square. Yeah, it doesn't add up. But I was like, whatever. Okay, if that's what you guys think, what you want to think. <laughs> the, the Greeks had a very different definition of chastity. Right, right. Anti-chastity. <laughs> this one I'm going to talk about the destruction first. Because uh-huh. this temple was destroyed and rebuilt three separate times. The first time it was built, we don't know much about it, but what we think is that it flooded and then they rebuilt it. The second time is it was built uh, 550 BC by King Croesus. Gosh, I have no idea. Of Lydia. And it was said to be twice the size of the Parthenon and possibly the first temple built in marble. And then it's where things get fun. Supposedly, in 356, this temple was destroyed by an arsonist whose name shall not be mentioned. Okay, but actually his name was Herostratus. 
And he said under torture that he had done it just for the fame. Just so his name would be remembered throughout all of history. I don't even know his name. Right. No. Yeah. Nobody today. But it was banned. Like, you cannot say his name. Do not write down his name. Do not give this But somehow we know his name. Obviously, somebody didn't listen. And we've got his name. So, go figure. How did... How... How fire? So, one thing I read was that the roof would have been wood because okay. marble yeah marble too heavy and it would have damaged like the integrity of the marble okay fair yeah but that's i mean yeah when i think of marble it's like no <laughs> it's like hey, hey, fire get out of here get out of here and it was built on like marshy land so i told you it sank into the swamp and then they built it and they again. built it again they're onto something. Those guys, their jokes are more than what you think they are. I swear. I love those guys. But yeah, so he supposedly said that he did this to be famous. Another part of that, like why Artemis wasn't there to defend her temple, mm. was uh, it also happened the same night that Alexander the Great was born. Oh, okay. Her being the goddess of childbirth. She had left the temple to go be with Alex as he's being born, and she couldn't be there to defend her temple. Uh And that's why blah, blah, blah. And then some even claim that Herostratus knew that Alexander was being born, and he did this so he would also be part of the history books. But that, to me, just is really pushing it. So (laughs) all of it's really pushing it, but still. Yeah. Um, Bah, bah, bah. But the temple that we think of as the wonder was really the third time it was built. Gotcha. So this temple, when it was built the third time, was 137 meters long, 69 meters wide, 18 meters high. Yeah. So it had 127 columns going around, and it was four times larger than the Parthenon. Just to give you a little more. So size we have herod's temple we have the court of the tabernacle solomon's temple and then just in case none of that sinks in because it didn't for me you have an american football field i love it i do too so many football fields can fit into this temple it was huge for comparison, the White House is 21 meters tall, so it's just barely shorter than the White, the House. White House. Nice. Love it. Yeah, so there's some reference for you. This is a copy of the statue of Artemis that was found in there. Oh. it's Yeah, not what you'd expect, right? It's much more Egyptian in style. Yeah. And the... <laughs> Her I chest. Don't like it. No, I don't either. It's very strange. But her chest, those are either supposed to be eggs, possibly bull I testicles, or cantaloupes, or some all of these things which meant I fertility. I hate them all. I don't like them either. But that's that was her that was her statue. This moving on. 
one of the uh, columns. This is so cultures. much better. I know it's not any better, but this is in the British Museum as well. Why they have all these things, I don't know, but they do. And that was one of the columns that was there. And then I'll move on one more time. <laughs> this is not great, but this is another coin that depicted um, Artemis. And the this statue. is just like not the mental image I get when I think of Artemis. I think no. of like a beautiful young lady in a toga who has like a bow and arrow yep. Yep. and like probably wears a laurel or something. Yeah. Not and that's like very much creepy egg woman. I know. Like mm. mummy ish looking. <gasps> yeah. 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 It is very odd, very strange. But this was like their depiction of her. And what you're describing, I think, is a more traditional um, rendition of Artemis. This is this was like their version. And again, they're like, well, she's ours. She was born here. I don't know. Very strange. What's left of it today is not much. <laughs> There's a pillar. It, really not much. Like, they. this pillar is... Not even one pillar. It's made out of different sections of pillars that were left behind. And then a very small one on next to it. So that's like all we have. So the third time, um, let's see, the third time it was, no, I don't remember. At some point, Alexander the Great comes back and he was like, hey, let me let me rebuild this. Let me pay for it. Let me do it. And they were like, no, we can't have a god building a uh, temple for another god. Because at that time, they believed that Alexander the Great was a god. He was the son of Zeus. Mm. That's why he was so great. Yada, yada, yada. So, um, but for about 600 years, this this version of it stood. And then earthquakes and people tearing it down and the freaking earthquakes. I know. I think a big one too is that when Christianity became the religion mm. in that area, they took pieces of it to build churches. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Again, resources are scarce. These temples were shut down, closed. Nobody was supposed to go there anymore. Why just let this stuff sit around and rot when we can use it? So Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's like a temple to a false god. It's like, you know, the Israelites were always told, you know, tear it all down. Yeah. Burn it. Leave nothing behind. Absolutely. Um, so it would make sense for Christians to tear it all down. Tear it leave down. nothing behind. Exactly. <laughs> repurpose what you can. Mm-hmm. And they did. And there's that one. They literally not not much left. Obviously. It makes a lot of sense why, in particular, that one they would want to take down. It's yeah. It just makes me feel really uncomfortable. Like I don't even know how to express it. I I feel for the audio listeners who didn't get a chance to see the statue of Artemis, which you don't really want to. No, you can um, look it up, but it's it's like a it is almost mummy looking yeah in that it's straight it's got that like v shape to it you know it, wider yeah, at the top it and looks like more the, narrow it has the pharaoh sort of headdress yes yeah 
And then she has all these chest bubbles. Like bubble wrap. Yeah. I'd much Going rather it be bubble wrap, but I know that's not what it represents because bubble wrap hadn't been invented yet. Right. Ancient bubble wrap. Ancient bubble wrap. It was a new free. It was a new thing. New trend. She was trying it out. Fashion trend. She was Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga <laughs> was even born. <laughs> There's another statue of her in a meat suit. There's, you know, all the things. <laughs> Lady Gaga also makes the- me feel uncomfortable. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, Artemis was the goddess of the hunt, and she apparently, like, took it out on men who were better hunters than her, so. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh. She was she was a crazy one. And there was more to do with Amazonians, like the Amazon with her as well. So the Amazons, Amazonian women, you know, mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman and her. Right. That whole thing was a big theme in Greece as well, so. That'd be a cool one to talk about at some point. That would be cool. Yeah. Came up in a lot of this. So that's where we're going to leave it with the ancient wonders. So there's five out of seven. Next week, we're going to talk about the hanging gardens of Babylon. Maybe they were in Babylon. Were they even real? Ooh. We're going to find out. Maybe. I I don't have an answer. I just have a lot of ideas. And then the Pyramid of Giza. So I love it. Those two, I think, on their own deserve their own. I totally agree. Those are going to be fun. Those will be fun. So we'll pick this up, not this Friday, but next Friday. What are you doing this Friday? I'm excited. I'm actually carrying on our discussion that we started about the Younger Dryas. I was so inspired by that episode and just like kind of everything that's going on in the world. I thought it was time to finally talk about the real truth about climate change. Yeah, That's what we're going to talk about. (laughs) I'm excited for this one. Yay, the real truth. The real about truth. Climate. The cactus truth about <laughs> the climate. cactus truth. I love <laughs> it. I'm really excited for this episode because I did work for an environmental testing company. I taught environmental science for a few years. So, like, this is hardcore in my wheelhouse and in my background. Yeah. So, I'm just like so excited to dive into this with y'all. And we're going to go for it. And I. It's another one of those I've always like wanted to know more, but there's so much minutia. There's so much around it. It's hard to, for me, to find resources I trust to begin right. with. So I have the best resource right here. I can't wait hey, to hear more it's about it. Be fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good stuff. It's going to be good stuff. And my opinion is different from the mainstream sort of conservative opinion so i'm excited for that too that's yeah well you do you have two different two very different ideas and i can't wait to hear your take on all of it yay it's gonna be a blast yes so that's it for this portion we're gonna go over to the rumble chat and i'm going to read all your chats that i've been ignoring for the last hour and a half But everybody, thank you for being here. Again, we're going to pick this up. We got good stuff coming up. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. You guys have a good night. Thank you for being here. Stay quirky. See you in the chat. (laughs) 